So, the big question is this, how are students like us? We are not college toppers and didn't go to IITs or IIMs, we chase practical learnings. How do we find the right career path, mentorship and opportunities and make it big in the corporate world? That is the question this podcast will help you answer. My name is Shivansh Garg and welcome to Upskill with Shivansh. Let's start with a small introduction about you. These people want to know who you are, what you've done in life. Please, let's start with that. Okay. Uh, guys, currently I lead the marketing and partnerships for Canva in India. That's my current role. Uh, prior to this, I was working as a senior manager for growth at Woovly. Uh, Woovly is a, a, something like a social a platform along with uh, people who want to create their bucket lists on that platform and then help them accomplish their bucket lists. So you will have bucket list basically is your dream list that you want to accomplish. Like I want to travel to Ibiza. I want to go to Eiffel Tower, all these different bucket lists that you have, right? So they basically curate and help you uh, uncover how to do it and then help you do that. That's primarily what Woobly was. Uh, so during Woobly, my whole uh, uh, experience was to uh, grow the user base from 40K to 1, 1.5 lakh users. That's what my stint at uh, Woobly was. And before that, I was uh, working with my own education firm where we were doing a lot of uh, workshops in colleges, especially towards placement and technology and then helping students get, get internships and jobs. So along with the training, we were organizing a lot of uh, events like internship fairs, job fairs, uh, design hackathons, hackathons. So all these were going on for about three and a half years. Uh, so one of the things that actually motivated me to start this uh, uh, education venture was my stint with Infosys, which was my first job after college, where I worked in multiple capacities, uh, right from the learning and development to cybersecurity, to handling uh, the backend uh, process of a, a bank called ABN AMRO. Uh, so these are the three different roles that I had before I called it quits uh, from Infosys. And before I actually started my venture, I was actually, uh, what do I call it as? I was doing a lot of freelancing. I was trying to figure out what I should do, get some sort of a, a clarity on what I should be doing, right? Once I quit my job, most of my parents, uh, most, most of the things that my parents ever wanted to know is, when is your next job coming? Where is the next money coming from? So just to give them that confidence, uh, one of the things I used to do is uh, back then there used to be this OLX jobs and a few other job portals used to be there. I would search opportunities there, call them up, attend interviews. And then once I had about four or five offer letters in my hand, I had the confidence that at any point of time, uh, uh, any point of time, I'm able to get a job. So that's not a problem. Yeah, man. Most of my parents. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. That's it. Just to clarify. Right. So I, I think your your profile was filled with so many things, and all we just marketed was Canva partnerships head. Right. That's what we marketed to all these people. But we will talk about all of your Infosys stint, your your educational venture, how hard it is to do a job and run a uh, an entrepreneurship venture simultaneously. And all those questions, I'll be throwing them up to you one by one. Totally, man. Yep. So let's get on. Let's start. Yes, yes, yes. So I think the first question we'll start with marketing versus sales, because mm-hmm. I, I think guys, do you agree with me that any company that you go to apply for a marketing job, all they offer is a sales profile. Like they wrap the sales profile in the marketing job. Do you guys agree with me? It's it's story with every person out there. Totally, man. Totally. See, this misconception has been there uh, ever since the starting of the the whole cor- corporate culture, man. So it's been there, especially in the MSME. It still exists for sure. <laughs> Someone said Baiju's does yeah. this every time. <laughs> Interesting. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, please understand one thing. At the end of the day, how does a company make money or anyone makes money is by customer paying you the money. So that is like, unless someone gives you money, there is no business or venture to create. Right. So hope all of you agree to that point coming to the main aspect of what exactly I'll, I'll probably share what exactly is sales and what is marketing from my perspective. Uh, and then that's primarily what uh, everyone understands marketing is about and sales is about. And then probably next time when you look at the JD, you can figure out whether it's a marketing role or a sales role. And I will also touch upon why do they call it marketing as such when they hire you for field sales. Okay. First and foremost, what is marketing? Primarily marketing is something like there are two types of marketing. One is creating brand awareness where someone gets to know about you. 
this is not same as branding just just to clarify that right it's first people get aware get create awareness of your product or services that is one type of marketing and the second one is primarily lead generation where we generate leads or potentially leads basically mean potentially people who are interested in buying your products or service these are the two different scope that comes under marketing all right so the other part of it is sales once you have generated leads the other thing is convert the lead to get them to pay money that's primarily gets into the sales process this is actually the job roles for both of them right so typically what happened was uh, in the whole industry when they hired for sales one of the reason they try to uh, what do you call sugar coat it as marketing is the moment you hear sales people don't apply for the job let's be very honest and open about this because people believe that sales is supposed to be on the field i'll have to roam door to door knock on people's door get them to buy stuff that is not sales but the industry wants you to understand that the reason they want you to they try to sugar coat this whole thing is to ensure that more people apply and then at least i will get some sort of a walk in this is like a lead generation funnel for them also it's a way to market themselves right okay i'll speak a little slow so primarily uh, what happens is once they sugar coat it a lot more people will apply for those roles when lot more people apply for the roles once they come in it's easy for me to convince them to take up the job so that's typically why they try to sugar coat this and uh, if you look at it marketing is again like linked to sales so i wouldn't say marketing and sales are different but both of them are interlinked that's how i see it you do marketing generate leads and then sales takes over from there according to my opinion for first early stage startups marketing and sales is somewhat similar the same people do that and as the company grows uh, those are probably the most two competitive departments because marketing blames the sales and sales becomes uh, blames the marketing totally totally man totally right. uh, so in the initial stage of any startup right for you you basically need someone who can do multiple roles multiple jobs multiple uh, activities as a part of the organization so sales marketing operations sometimes even community management creating graphic design all of this as a part and parcel of startup life it's going to be the same it's not going to change i guess Yeah. So coming to the point, uh, how how should a person evaluate between a marketing and a sales job when we see when they see a JD? Uh, okay. First and foremost, in terms of marketing, if it is if it only talks to you about finding different channels of identifying how to bring in customers, uh, or uh, say something like uh, generate leads, use different channels to identify leads, create a lead pipeline, anything that has the word lead becomes comes into the marketing space right and the second in terms of sales they will say probably like convert uh, the sales manage the crm create sales pipeline uh, ensure there are monthly conversions uh, monthly pipeline keeps swelling so all these terms are used in terms of sales but in terms of sales i wouldn't have a lot of knowledge because i haven't seen a lot of sales dailies to be honest guys yeah so moving on to the second question uh one second so yes now first of all when when for a normal graduate uh, guys how many bcom graduates are how many who are just taking a random bcom degree from a college right now yeah so the, the question entails that for a bcom graduate we feel that okay once we have taken a degree now let's enter a, enter the marketing field and now all of the companies are just looking at digital media as one of their marketing supports so how does the a bcom undergrad fit into this field like is there a scope of offline marketing or what do they have to do in a company right now in the marketing domain okay uh, guys uh, one of the things uh, please understand that thanks to covid at least every single company is trying to move online okay now till now in india the whole scope of digital marketing was not very uh, prominent and most of them were very skeptical to take things online but thanks to the whole covid situation and the covid lockdown what's happened is everyone's considering the fact that okay now i need to get online first let's keep that one point aside and the second one is till now in india the digital marketing penetration was not very high till jio actually changed the whole market scenario for most of us uh, these are the two major considerations right now if you look at it uh, in terms of job scope see uh, basically marketing is not that complicated as people make it sound it's one of the probably the easiest things for us to do uh, in terms of a job role as long as let it be anything say for example how 
Shivansh just posted these uh, event details on multiple platforms. Correct, Shivansh. Yeah, WhatsApp, yeah. Telegram, Facebook, LinkedIn. That's all. That's where he marketed himself, and lot of you became potentially leads into this webinar. All of you joined this webinar to pick up some knowledge, gain some information, and take back something from this particular thing. So, marketing is as simple as figuring out ways to get people to know about my product or service or whatever I'm offering. That's primarily it. This webinar is one of such methods. So, marketing is just about finding it, and most of us automatically do it. Say, for example, in our college fest, we we'll go to different colleges, spam people on WhatsApp, and tell them, "See, my college is doing this activity. Why don't you be a part of it?" Second, uh, in terms of uh, not just fest, if you are starting something, if you have created some sort of a what is that called as? Uh, I created some sort of a painting, or I've got a certificate. I, these days, people put it on Instagram, Facebook, Insta, uh, Snapchat, everywhere to show what have I done. So, all this is different forms of marketing. You are just putting yourself out there. So, all of us have that. Innate ability to market and sell ourselves, so that is nothing different about doing it on the online platform. Now the question is that okay, everyone is moving towards digital media. What sort of a skill should an undergrad pursue right now? If as soon as they graduate, they want to have a marketing job. Okay, uh, guys. To be honest, getting a marketing job and a sales job is one of the easiest if you have good communication skills. Let's be honest. uh rest of the skills if i have to say uh recently at least every single marketing activity is all about numbers so if you're good with numbers on if you're able to figure out any new tool of marketing that comes out if you're able to figure your way around those tools it's one of the best so namely uh i would say say uh i'll just try to summarize all of it so say you would have heard a lot of terms say social media marketing say uh influencer marketing email marketing uh facebook ads google ads whatever different uh, platforms right so all you need to understand is all these are just enablers if you understand the basic core concept of how do you communicate with your potential client you will be able to crack all of it so one skill is communication in terms of uh, verbal communication second is return communication if you can have amazing return communication these two skills if you have no one can beat you at the game just believe in yourself and that particular thing and when i'm saying communication it is not referring to having great english communication it could also be vernacular communication your own mother tongue your own local languages right now india is moving towards the whole vernacular market so you your skills in writing in your vernacular language or creating content in your vernacular language is going to come handy right hope okay. i've answered that uh, question shivansh yeah so some words so in as darpan mentioned so want marketing focus more on creativity and sales on communication darpan as yogi said it's not just a verbal communication it's written communication as well communication means how do you communicate your product idea to the customer and that's what you got to do in marketing and now as he mentioned there are various channels to do communications as as he mentioned the enablers it could be influencer marketing social media marketing but ultimately you're communicating the product that's that's what you uh, mentioned yogi right correct awesome so now there there are so how many btech peoples in the house how many engineers in the house first of all because my next question is related to that wow yes uh, we have a good group of students from engineering man so yeah although guys i started it's nice to feel a family family vibe here with all the engineers around so yeah guys yogi is an engineer so although i started the question with bcom but i want to now ask that how do you transition from as being a btech or an engineering guy to a marketing guy how do you transition that man beautiful question dude i think most of us end up in jobs like these because we eventually identify what our skill sets are where we try to fit in right it took me almost like almost 5 years to identify that i am good at marketing i never realized that during college times okay so during college uh, just to give you a little bit of a background i studied uh, engineering from amrita school of engineering here in uh, bangalore so during college we used to do a lot of uh, events and programs in my college so one such program was called arohan where we had to promote our college to the school kids because back in those days uh, our college was not very famous and even though it had a big brand back then but people in bangalore never took our college seriously so we had to do some sort of an uh, uh, i don't know how to put this some sort of activity to create some sort of a buzz around our college 
So we did something called Arohan. It was basically a science test for school kids to come and have a campus tour. And then we used to give them prize money and everything just for coming in and attending a few contests and workshops. So that's primarily how we try to promote it. And then as we went on, we did a lot of activities in our college. And then uh, once I, uh, one of my seniors and uh, one of my other friends, Rajiv, Tarun and Sunil, we all decided, guys, I think there is a potential business in the education segment by doing all these events. What we realized was we should start some sort of a workshop platform. Back then, at least in my times, right, there used to be this loads of people who would come and uh, charge 1000 rupees or 500 rupees and do robotics workshop or a MATLAB workshop or some of the other workshop, they would do it. So we realized we also had the skills. Why should we depend on someone else to do it? And we should do it ourselves. So, and then we tried to test this out with a few schools where we would go and do robotics workshops. We just bought kit and then we would buy kits from outside and then go to different schools and then tell them how to assemble the kit. That's primarily what we did as a robotics workshop. And then as we did it, right, uh, once I, one, one of some of my seniors got a job, Sunil and Tarun got a job and then they moved into their respective roles. And then me and Rajiv also stopped working on this idea. Once Infosys happened, I realized, okay, technology is not going to work. I'm not excited about this whole thing. I probably want to be in some other segment. And then I got into training and teaching where I was doing a lot of soft skills training and uh, placement training programs, right? That, that actually excited me. Uh, the reason was a lot of these uh, kids in the tier two, tier three series, I've never seen a trainer, at least the places that I've gone. I was probably the first guy that they have seen. Uh, someone coming from all the way from, that's how they would uh, nomenclature it, right? Someone all the way from Bangalore came here and teaching us something about placement and how to get a job and all that. So that was exciting. And once we did that for almost like about three, three and a half months, I realized, uh, okay, it's time to start my own business. And then I set up my Neve uh, training company. At that point of time, I realized no matter what business you're into, you need two skills, sales and marketing. That's when I picked up marketing. And from then on, I'm, I'm just enjoying it. It's like, it just, it just happens. I'm not thinking of anything or I'm not, I don't feel like it's a work. It just happens. Say some, for example, we need to run a campaign for a program. Uh, one of the programs that we're running was the campus ambassador program, right? We were coming up with almost like in ideas instantly for these programs. We were able to create multiple collaterals, the rollout. And then the, the moment you enjoy what you're doing, right? It's, it just goes all out. You're able to do things quickly, swiftly, get things rolling. And uh, at one point of time, we had close to about uh, 430 campus ambassadors across India. Uh, that's where we were at. And uh, the primary intention of having campus ambassadors was to acquire new users. That's how most of the startups also do it. And at that point of time, we were getting almost like 12,000 active users every single month, just using campus ambassadors. Nice. That, that is a crazy number. So for you, how did you transition from a B-Tech to marketing is probably get into your own startup, did a lot of things there. And that became the, what do you say? The platform for you to get into the other company for a marketing job. Totally man. Ragar Ragar ke sikha. I never learned uh, official. I never had a official digital marketing degree or a marketing degree. I just picked up the skills as I went on. I just realized I had a knack for it. I'm able to think in terms of marketing and I, I believe my communication is decent and then I got the job. Nice. So guys, first of all, all of you, whatever questions that you have, just try to put it in the Q and a box so that we can take it at the end. Uh, I see a lot of repeat questions. So probably put up in the Q and a and try to upvote each other's questions so that the, uh, the question with the most upvotes come on the top. Uh, I'll just take one question from Bebo. He's working in my team right now. What is the scope of data science in marketing? Bebo, uh, that's a beautiful question to be honest, right? Now, uh, Data science in marketing will only come into play if you're a large B2C player. Okay. Because you have a large, um, large set of data that you want to crunch and figure out, okay, where is my ideal target customer? What is he exactly doing in my website? How do I position my product or service to him? So when you have a large amount of data, you need data crunching to be done. That's where data science comes into play or data analysis comes into play. Uh, apart from that in other companies, they are trying to do that right now in smaller scales, but it's not very effective since they don't have a lot of data to work with. If you have large amount of data that's running, say for example, Flipkart, Amazon, and all these big e-commerce players, or it could be Paytm, it could be someone like a Razorpay. They have huge data analysis teams and data science teams to gather every single data point. Say for example, I, I, okay. The moment I search on Google saying that 
Apple iPhone 6s or 7 or 8 or 10, whatever it is. From the moment I click search there till I land up on Amazon's page or Flipkart's page and whatever I do there and then I click on buy, all this is completely tracked to me as a person. And that amount of, the, and, and you can imagine, right, the kind number of uh, customers that are walking into Amazon's doorsteps every day on the internet, right? So that kind of a data, individual humans cannot comprehend and do it on Excel sheet. That's primarily where we use uh, data analysis and data science for us to work with. Right. And there are a lot of tools uh, which help you do that. So a lot of tools are available for you to get that things, those things done. Any of the tools that you would like to mention so that data science enthusiasts can just try it out? Uh, so right now, data science as such, see, we use a lot of tools. Uh, one such tool is Amplitude uh, that we use internally. And along with that, we use Segment. Uh, I can tell you from the tools that we use, Amazon might have its own inbuilt tools. I'm not sure about it. So probably yeah. you'll have to check with them. At Canva, we use Segment. We use uh, Amplitude. Uh, we also use, uh, for analysis, we use Power BI and a few other things. Right. So, so data enthusiasts, there are three tools that you can go and check it out because a company like Canva is already using them. So probably you can start studying them and might have a future in such sort of a company. Okay, totally, man. Guys, one of the things about marketing is there are so many tools coming out for every single niche. Pick up one tool that's going to help you. That's primarily uh, how you can stay. So you coming on to, I think, one of the most important questions that people would be interested to hear. So a lot of people didn't know first of one thing. Rohan, uh, I've seen your I've seen your question six times. Boro, please type it to the Q&A box. We'll definitely take it up. I, I have remembered this question. I'll take it up after this question. Guys, don't worry. All your questions I will ensure. Even if it takes extra time, we will cover all the questions and leave today if that's okay with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to wrap them as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, sure. Awesome. So a lot of people want to know because uh, after they learn that, okay, Canva is a multi-billion dollar company, a company worth $3.2 billion. How do you land up a job at such a company? Because I don't think they have any physical office in India, right? Not yet. So yeah. we had a temporary office last year from Jan to March, but then we decided to work from home. Uh, okay. How did you approach back, that? Uh, coming back. Uh, so actually it started off with a small uh, freelancing gig with uh, Canva actually. So we did a small campaign with Canva here in Bangalore, where we were trying to do some sort of a, a in Canva's term, it was called college activation. So we were trying to activate about 400, 500 users from a single college. So uh, I was given that project through Mr. Vinod, who was back then the country head for India. So he was leading all the operations, marketing, every single thing for India. He was a country head. So back then we started off with a small project that, that happened beautifully. It, it just happened that we were expecting it to get done by probably like three days. It happened in a single day. And then post that we did another uh, two projects with Canva. And by then, uh, I also reached out to Vinod saying that, are there any openings at Canva for me? And there was no openings as such. They basically created a role for me to start off. So initially when I started off, I was a lead for educational partnerships. That's where it started off. And then now I lead the marketing and partnerships for Canva. So I did a small freelancing gig. just to summarize it. I did one freelancing gig, which turned into three freelancing gigs. Then I immediately reached out to Vinod saying that, is there any opportunity for me? Because I was, I was just back then I had stopped my startup and then I was doing work with Boobly. Uh, I wanted a better job. And then I reached out to Vinod. Right. And how, how did Vinod reach out to you on the first phase? How did you got that freelancing gig? Beautiful guys. It's all about networking. I was a part of a lot of, lot of uh, communities. Uh, so one such community is push start where a lot of people I meet and then I keep telling them that I work with colleges. I do this activity. I do this placement training and all that. Back then I was focused on that, right? And helping startups get interns and all that. That was my primary role. So one of the things, uh, one of the members that actually met me, Mr. Akib, uh, who currently works with, uh, what is that called? Uh, Viva Video. I'm sure most of you would have heard of it. Viva Video, Hello yeah. and all that, right? So he reached out to me and saying that, say, there is one company. He never told which company, right? He told me there's one company who wants to do some sort of a campus activity. Would you be interested to take it up? I said, do connect. Uh, let's talk to him and then figure it out. And then uh, he connected me to Vinod and then we caught up over a chat. And then I realized, wow, it's Canva. I, the moment he said, I just said, let's do it. I never asked what is the remuneration, what I'm going to get out of it. For me back then, it was more about exciting. I was excited because I was going to do some sort of a new thing for a different company. Nice, nice, nice. 
So, uh, Meena was asking, can we do a small recap? So, I think let's let's do that. It's been 30 minutes and let's try to summarize what we discussed, Yogi. So, I think something that we discussed, first of all, that these are sort of entrepreneurial and enthusiasts that you were since the college, that you figured out that this that system is broke and you can definitely sell some sort of trainings or internship to the students. That's how you started engaging yourself in the marketing. Uh, eventually, after starting with the B-Tech and then going to the Infosys, you realize that this is not cup, your cup of tea because that is not exciting enough. Totally. So you didn't directly make a transition from a B-Tech to a marketing guy. You started mm-hmm. your own venture, started with a lot of things. And uh, because of that, you got a lot of freelancing gigs because you had those connections. Through those freelancing gigs and through those networks, that, that so even we met, we also guys met through some sort of a networking platform. I think first through Push Start and then through SLP. Through push start, we didn't connect. We actually yeah. connected through SLP actually, right? Yeah, yeah, Got into yeah. a quick call on SLP. Totally, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so through the networking, we connected and that, that's how Yogi connected with someone at Canva, did some freelancing gigs, and then actually landed up a job there. And he also mentioned some great tools about uh, for some data enthusiasts. So probably we'll, we'll, put the, we'll put those names in the group after the session is over. Uh, uh, probably Shivansh, what I'll do is I'll probably give you all the list of tools that we are working. Probably you can share it with them. So they will get well versed with all the tools that you're using. Right. Sure. I'll definitely do that. So first of all, uh, one more question, Yogi, how, how was it quitting your own venture and working with some other company? Whoa. Okay. I, I, I actually, the moment you asked that question, right? I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but then anyways, I didn't want to talk about it, but anyway, since the questions come, right guys, uh, it took me almost six months to accept the fact that my venture no longer can sustain on its own. I need to call it quits uh, because it was draining a lot of energy from me and uh, the team that I had uh, was not working out well. So it didn't make sense for us to continue. That's typically how it happened in my head, but it took almost like six months for me to accept the fact. And then, okay, the moment we realized things are not going well from there, to calling it quits, it took us six months, guys. Uh, so there was a huge mental broke breakdown. I literally, for almost like one whole month, I've sat and cried my heart out in my room, locking my room. No one knows what happened. Uh, I was anti-social at that moment. I was not interested to talk to anyone. I didn't feel like talking to anyone. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of emotional shit. I think Yogi, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine you being not uh, being a, a social distance guy. Man, it happened, dude. I I I do that whenever I'm like not in the right space, right yeah. mind space. Right, call it quits. Like move away from all people and everyone. Right. Take time out because it helps me recalibrate myself. Right, right, right. Uh, so, uh, Harry, the role role in Canva of Yogi, of course, we've already discussed. It's the partnerships and the marketing lead of India. Uh, uh, guys, don't worry. I'll probably cover that again as a part of the Q&A. Yeah. So Sai has this question. What would be the job roles offered for a fresher in marketing? So someone goes as a fresher in a company. What are the different roles that they can ex- expect? Okay. Uh, there are two ways to look at it. One, if you have basic knowledge of some skills, they will try to put you in those skills. Say if you know some amount of SEO or say WordPress development or email marketing or content writing, or it could be graphic design, or it could be social media marketing. If you know some basics, they would rather rather want you to want to put you in those roles specifically. Otherwise, typically, if you look at it, there are roles like content writing. Uh, there are roles like social media marketing, community management, uh, then uh, SEO, SEM, paid ads. Paid ads, typically, they don't give it to you at the start unless you have some sort of a basic knowledge of how paid ads work. But these are typical roles that they will give you, including graphic design. Uh, now I've heard of a new role, at least. At least I got reached out for that particular role called webinar marketing expert. So I never knew there was a role like that. So a lot of new roles keep getting created uh, as more and more marketing channels come up. So just keep looking out for them. Uh, so before before figuring out what kind of roles, right? Understand what skill sets you have and the role can always be created for you if you have that skill sets. Right. I think a very, very important point that people don't realize as even someone asked in the chat box is SEO best of the time is there is nothing as best. You need to know what, what, you know, you need to acquire a skill set. All the people in the chat box who are asking that, why would the company hire me? Because you'll have to build a skill, man. Just having a degree, Yogi, do you think just having a degree would sail them through if they don't have the right skill set? 
guys okay let me let me clarify this question right instead of asking why should why why what why okay instead of this ask this better question right why should a company hire you if you have an answer to this question you will typically get hired if you have a clear crisp answer for this question right anyone can get hired because this was a question someone asked me at canva before hiring me why should we hire you i said i could raise i could scale up your uh, uh, education uh, goals that we did for two colleges i could scale it up to 50 colleges i could do this in the next 6 months i could do this in the next 10 months so i was able to tell them exactly what i could offer them if you are clear as to what you can offer believe me everyone is looking for those kind those kind of people what she wants if someone comes and tells you i can increase your revenue by say 10% every month would you not hire him definitely yogi i've talked about this example almost in every webinar I, that's what i've tried to teach these people that you need to know how do you add value to the company just guys uh, try to put the, put yourself in the other shoes that if you were running a business would you hire yourself how many and, and also think about for what role will you hire yourself yeah and even what sort of remuneration would you pay yourself and that that would be an answer for a company how many of you guys think that you know an answer to such question that uh, why should a company hire you just put in a yes or a no if you think you would have a clear answer to it or not that why should a company hire you okay uh muskan i'll take your question as a this question i'll take it up specifically and i'll tell you why we aborted i'll i'll come to that specifically and answer in lab uh, i'll give you the detailed uh, explanation on that uh so surprisingly a lot of lot of people mentioned yes and i rarely think guys you know that answer i i genuinely think that 90% of you telling yes would not know the answer uh, know that answer right and satvik you mentioned yes but you have this q and a question in the q and a box i am an engineering student i am interested in making my career in marketing field just after i get out of the college in 2022 will companies hire me satvik you are asking us will companies hire me and then you saying you know that answer and by the way let's let's talk about cv yogi some some specific tips that you can give people for the cv or some sample cv that you can showcase to people if possible uh sample cv i'm not sure if i have mine right now uh, but okay one second uh, shivansh if, if you can just give me one moment i'll check yeah. if i have my cv around that would be great uh guys please make sure you're not uh, sharing this outside shivansh including you <laughs> sure i am glad that you mentioned because we put these no. cvs in the uh, telegram but we'll not do that okay uh guys one second i'm just sharing my screen and i'll tell you why i've written each element of my uh, okay guys uh, shivansh can you yeah. enable screen yeah. sharing for me please enable perfect it's a longer cv now because i'm an experienced professional that's one of the reasons so first and foremost this is basically like uh, it might not be the regular format you have seen i have written it in the format that okay the moment someone sees they should know why i am applying to them and what can i bring what kind of a value i bring it primarily that's what that's my intention this is like a formality then i have written my objective to work with an exciting startup which is looking at exponential growth and enable them to achieve 100x by helping them leverage my skills knowledge and network i put a clear cut saying that i want to help you grow 100x what what is that 100x if there are say 100 100 users right now for them getting them to 100 into 100 is how much 10000 right yeah 10000 users yeah. that's that's typically i'm giving them terms that they could relate with right then i've written what is my career summary what are the kind of roles that i've had the reason why i've done that early on is okay they will be able to figure out okay will this person fit into my current role or current requirement it's there's an immediate connection that they make and looking at growth alliances partnerships director and now my thing is a little confusing uh, because i've done a lot of things in my uh, work and in terms of my voluntary efforts also and then i've only written education is only one two lines guys most of you as freshers would write multiple paragraphs so preferably don't do that preferably speak more about your projects and the kind of work that you have done unless you're applying for a core company uh, this is for engineering graduates if you're applying for a core role please mention the projects that you have done and what kind of a subjects you have taken up and then i have written what kind of a networks i am a part of why have i mentioned that leverage my skills knowledge and network i have mentioned that that's the reason i have written okay what are the networks i am a part of uh, then i have written what is my current role at uh, growth marketing and partnerships what are the things i have done uh, so this is a little older one but anyways you can see right i can move to the next screen okay then uh, what did i do at uh, woovly 
I've, if you actually look at it, right, what are the things that I've done? I've touched upon all the numbers are underlined and anything that I've done new, it's all underlined. And then what are the things I've done at startup search, the design hackathon, and then uh, my training company. And what did I do before that as a consultant? What did I do at Infosys? All this is done. Then I've mentioned my different roles at Infosys. Then I've also mentioned my co-curricular activities, certifications, training programs, and personal skills. That's primarily it. Nice. So you this is a longer version of it. I also have a shorter version. It's not here with me right now. So I'll probably share that with Shivansh, probably like a summary of my whole professional career. Right. So is it a one pager? Uh, yeah, it is a one pager. Right. Because I've seen a lot of debate around having a one pager CV. So I was going to ask, ask you about that. By the way, uh, your LinkedIn username was wrong in the CV. I just which one? Yeah, that's why I said it's an old one, right? Because I'm not applying for any job actively. <laughs> Unless someone reaches out to me and says, would you like to apply for this job? You want to consider you? Otherwise, I don't apply for it. So uh, one of the things that, that I've realized is uh, the reason I still use a long form uh, resume is I can put in a lot of keywords that will help these online searches. Back then when I was looking for a job, basically Naukri and all these platforms, when you use a one pager, it has a less number of keywords just to optimize and keep myself open for multiple keywords. I've used a long form. That is the reason for that long form. Otherwise my, my resume is typically one page or a two page. And for each company that I apply, I customize my resume. It's not the same resume that I send. I customize it. I delete some of the information. I add some new information. I keep customizing for every role that I apply for. Right, right, right. So you uh, is something that you would like to tell all of these people that you wish you would have known while you were in college. Because guys, I, I think all of you are in college, right? Just put in first, second, third year, if you like, whichever year, year you are in, in your college. And by the way, Rahul, that's an, uh, that's a great answer to Aditya's question. So Aditya has been asking, how do you make money immediately when you're in first year? So Rahul mentioned print t-shirts and sell them. Start teaching students, start teaching your junior. That's also another thing that could give it. Yeah. So yes, a lot of people who will pass out also were in 12th, first, second, third wow. years. Some things that you would wish someone would have told you that webinar college. Man, something that I should have really probably someone should have told me is the importance of having mentors or having the right people guiding you. That was something that was really missing. And the second one uh, probably was you will never know what your passion is. So please don't run behind it. Passion you will eventually is where you will identify it. It's not going to like it's not going to be like that. You will eventually figure out what you enjoy doing and that will typically become your passion and you will never have one passion. It might keep changing over a period of time. That's happened with me. That's happened with a lot of people around the world. So please don't get into this whole race of figuring out what my passion is. What is my passion? What is my passion? It will eventually come to you. Be open to experimenting and exploring yourself. That's, These that's are the three easy. skills, man. Yeah. Everything is an experiment. Everything is an exploration. Keep doing that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So let's let's uh, start jumping onto the question. And just before that, for all the people who have joined us lately, guys, I'm just gonna put some links for all the people who have still not joined the Telegram group, so that you can be updated about our future <laughs> webinars. Uh, totally, Aditya. Life is life will get over by the time you figure out your passion, man. Yes. There, there are there are there are people. Okay. Uh, Nigam, if you can put it on the Q&A, we will try to cover that one by one, Nigam. Okay. The question about mentorship. Shivan, should I take it up right now or do you want me to hold that question? Uh, let's, let's, wait, uh, let's just wait for a minute so that any of, uh, any of the people who want to join the Telegram or the Instagram or the YouTube links, guys, I've put in all the three links. Just go use them right now. We're going to start some podcast series on the YouTube and the IGTVs are there on the Instagram for all the webinars that we do. So make sure you don't miss out upon the learnings. Because the major objective is that we do these uh, sessions with 200 or 300 of you and the rest of you who can't attend all of the webinars, you can still gain those learnings, right? And by the way, we're also going to talk about, uh, so we've also launched some sort of a sales masterclass and job masterclass that I'll be happy to tell all of you about at the end of the program. So if anyone wants to learn how do you land up the right jobs, the high paying jobs, how do you do value creation? And if anyone wants to learn how to do a core sales. How do you, how do you be becoming good at it? I'll be hosting a free session on Friday about that. And I'll be explaining about it at the end of the session. 
uh, let's start with q and a yogi and i think the first question we should take is the mentorship question how do you find mentors okay uh, okay I, i'll tell you how i found mentors and guys please also understand that whoever you identify as mentors they might not be your long term long term mentors they might be able to mentor you at this current stage at every stage you will need a different mentor keeping that intention clear uh, so one of the things that i did was i first figured out what did i want to achieve so what are my goals say one of the things uh, for me very very critical was how do i restart a business uh, that is shut down how do i restart so first and foremost i found out from my friends and networks saying that how did do they know anyone who has like shut down their business due to whatever reasons and then try to restart it that's the first thing that i did ask my friends and family and they connected me to about uh, one two three four people they connected me to four different people who were in a similar kind of a phase and they they've restarted their business and they've grown into a multi million dollar business once they gave me the contact i reached out to them say uh, spoke to them about the this is where i was at and now i'm looking to restart and create a new venture how do i go about it and how did you face the whole aspect of it mentally physically uh, emotionally whatever you want to call it i put in all my question that i had and they would give me answers if i felt i connected with what they said or i resonate with what they said i thought okay they are potentially a good person to continue this relationship of uh throwing my problems at them and then getting some sort of a feedback from them so that's where i kept it at and uh i didn't call it a mentorship mentorship kind of a format i just called it as the right people to ask questions and get clarity on wherever i am stuck that is one and the second is as the relationship progressed over about a year year and a half then i went back to them and said hey uh thanks for helping me out all these uh, through this whole journey uh now i think since you've been helping me in this journey would you be would you be interested to mentor mentoring me in this aspect only when i have built a relationship and i know that okay this person can really really add value did i go back to them and say this is the area where i need help with can you mentor me in this particular area i was very specific and even before i went and asked this question okay uh, before i asked this particular question i also went in with the homework saying that what all have i tried what all have i tested and then i went back to him to speak about okay what works what does not work yeah that's primarily what we did and how i found a mentor right and i think yeah completely finding good mentors is one of the most important things in uh, totally i i found a long term mentors just recently i think uh, a year back so it's it's not very easy and it it happens that you might find some people who are not the right mentors for you they they might sound like the right people but yogi you know what i'm talking about there are so many fake people out there right now who call themselves as educators or mentors or something like that yeah uh okay moving on to the next question uh, we see a lot of what sort of freelancing gigs did you take up so i think you already touched upon that you were trying to uh, you were trying to growth hack uh, implementing growth hacks for the people having some college partnerships and all that anything else that you were doing uh so that was one uh, guys whatever i'm saying as long as it's not going out i'll share a few other things that we did uh, one of the things back then that used to work for uh, increasing app downloads was getting a lot more reviews and ratings on the platform like for example if you have an app in one single day if say 50 60 people give you a rating that means the app is suddenly becoming popular or creating virality so what we used to do was uh, guys i'm going to trust you with whatever information i'm sharing it's not going out all right so primarily what we did was uh, 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 this was my friend's uh, app that was primarily teaching people about uh, digital marketing and all that so what we did was we went to a college we did a digital marketing free boot camp for them for about 2 days in that as a part of the boot camp they were supposed to we position it as like okay we will teach you how app store optimization works we made all of them download it everything is on the screen right we're showing them okay each and every one download it and then they give a review and rating we were showing them how the app is moving up in rating over the last like say for example friday saturday sunday the boot camp was we were showing them from friday every day if you give ratings and reviews how the app store uh, value is increasing for this app so we used to pick up some apps like these and then uh, we would do growth hacks that is one growth hack that genuinely works even now so for if you in case you want to do that right don't directly go to app store and get people to review primarily get them to use your app for at least 5 10 minutes 
If it is Canva, please use it for at least create one design, download a design, and then go give a review and rating. Then it will be considered as a genuine, genuine uh, review and rating. Otherwise, Google will delete all of them. So we tried one of this was this, and the second one. Uh, so this was with my another friend's company. So we wanted to uh, generate a lot of traffic for this uh, CV creation company. Okay, this was uh, this was an online tool where you could create CVs. Guys, whatever I'm sharing again, these are all probably not legal, but I'm still sharing them with you. Yes, these are some of the best growth hacks. I think uh, this is the sort of knowledge you'll never find anywhere else. So make sure you just use it for yourself in the future. Even if you want, you just don't talk it. Don't talk to anyone else. Anyone else about it. Totally. So our goal was to generate about two thousand user. Coming into the platform and creating CVs in that particular platform—that was a requirement, right? Now, who are the people who will create CVs? Uh, let's see if you can answer. Who are the people who will create CVs? According to you, uh, quickly on the chat. Freshers, beautiful. Okay, job aspirant. Those who want jobs, beautiful. You've got right. That is my target audience, right? So we went to uh, two of my friends had companies. so we went to their career sites and then we put up a posting saying that these three four companies are hiring for you to be eligible for hiring you will have to go to this website create a cv on this website download that cv and upload it on this particular form that's it it's compulsory for you to create a cv in this particular platform otherwise it's not going to be considered that was the only rule that we made and uh, this was like literally one of them was literally a fake job that we created uh so the uh, one of we had about 10 different roles in four different companies one of them was a very high paying uh, software developer role for about uh, i think 8 or 9 lakhs package and and guess that that was the only fake job but apart from that everything else was real uh and guess how many cvs were created in just one day guys just a random guess what do you think oh someone is close okay we hit around 5400 odd cvs in one single day the first day of shooting it out and the moment we created these job roles what we did what we did was uh, we sent out an email to placement officer database that we had created so telling them that these are the job roles the students have to go to this particular process fill up the form so once we sent it to the placement officers they typically rolled it out to other people too guys please don't share it outside otherwise next time i send a, a jd they will not they will not even let me into the colleges then so you this is one way I'll, that we i'll need to have a, a separate growth hack consulting session with you for my venture it totally man anytime <laughs> so so this is this is like we 5456 or 57 that was the exact number at 12 pm when we did that right beautifully executed we had that guy was like dude can you do it all the time i said dude i can't find so many companies for you to do it so that's typically how it works so you will have to figure out growth hacking is basically about how you think uh, about problem solving you are given a problem you figure out what is the easiest way to solve it right uh, any other growth hacks that you would like to mention or should i move to next question dude i think the more i reveal right i, I think people are going to kick me out of this uh, whole marketing game man Right, right, right. Okay, uh, let's let's come back to questions then. So, considering the changing job dynamics right now, mm-hmm. right? What do you think? One. So, even if we talk about digital marketing, although we understand that a person could learn anything and add value to a company, but where is the maximum scope that you see in the digital marketing field or in a sub niche? If we talk about. Okay. Uh, so, two things right now. So, I will again split this into two parts and then give it to you. So, when you look at marketing, there are two ways to look at it, right? One is called inbound marketing. where people search for you and they have an intention to buy whatever you have and then they will keep searching on the internet and then they come and land on your lap that is one way of looking at it the second one is outbound marketing when you mean outbound spamming people using ads and all the different media throwing yourself out there in front of their face and getting them to buy your product or service in inbound marketing typically you will have to start becoming like a content creator it could be in terms of video content audio content podcasts webinars uh, blogs all these are different forms of content along with seo along with seo is one big niche in the uh, inbound segment in the outbound segment two places where people are still hiring big time is uh, paid acquisitions it could be in terms of running ads on facebook google adwords google ads uh, google display ads and then there are a lot of these ad networks that again have these kind of a thing 
So these are the two major areas where people are always on the lookout to find the right talent. If you have some sort of a basic knowledge on this, people would be left, right, right and center hiring you. Hope I've answered that question. Yeah, I think completely. Two questions related to Canva. The first question is, why don't you guys have a graphically aesthetic CV on your platform? <laughs> okay. The moment you ask the question, I had a hiccup. Okay. So first and foremost, for us, when we design CV, it's not about graphically aesthetic. It's more about the whoever is reading the CV is he able to pick up the right information from the CV. Yeah. Isn't that the most important thing? If I make it graphically aesthetic and he's just admiring the graphics and not looking at the details of the CV, that doesn't serve my purpose. And so that's the reason. If you want a graphically aesthetic CV, you need to find a graphic designer who can do it for you. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a fun question. And now come to the serious <laughs> question. Uh, Guys, don't take it. Don't take it too seriously. I just literally meant, I uh, just said what I felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since Canva headquarters is in Australia and you're based in India, how is your work-life balance? Is there a lot of travel involved and did COVID-19 affect this? Okay. First and foremost, we work, most of us work remote. Uh, thanks to at least uh, post our last country had moved into a new job role. For us, it's been work from home. So travel as such, we do it probably like annually once or this year it's not happening. This year it's happening. Uh, we have a annual retreat that happens at Australia for which we all travel. That's the only time we travel to Australia. Apart from that, everything happens on zoom calls for us. So that's typically it. And with respect to work-life balance, guys, uh, when you're, when you're actually enjoying the kind of work that you're doing, right, there is no need for work-life balance. You will always figure out a way to have that because you're enjoying what you're doing. So for me, sometimes a typical day starts at 5 a.m. It goes on till about say 2, 3 a.m. to in between whenever I get time, I do take a break and then chill out. So I'm able to manage my time. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so along, along one more thing is uh, at Canva, one of the good things is people understand. Uh, I can, I can say, I'm, I just don't feel like, uh, probably I just don't feel right today. I want to take a break. They're okay with it as long as I'm able to communicate. The most important thing is about communicating, especially in the COVID times, people are able to understand that you're stuck at home. You're kind of lost. You're not sure. So people are very open and uh, very easy to understand what you're going through. Yeah. Empathize with you if I have to put the right word. So guys, I hope you loved this conversation with Yogi. And the most interesting and amazing thing is this was just the part one. So head to the next podcast and don't miss out on the next conversation on the part two of this amazing webinar we had with Yogi, right? And at the same time, guys, if you've not checked Master Week till yet, go on Instagram, go on LinkedIn, go on our website right now and reach out to us because we want to help you out. We want to make sure you can get out of a practice and achieve greatness in your life. And if you want to be surrounded by probably the coolest people right now in the colleges, people who have those ambitions that they want to do, they want to achieve everything, then you're going to reach out to us right away and see you on the next podcast.